This message comes from NPR sponsor Noom. Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Korva Coleman. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny was laid to rest in Moscow today. Thousands of supporters gathered outside the church and cemetery to pay respects. The U.S. ambassador to Russia was there, too, as NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports. Ambassador Lynn Tracy was joined by other diplomats as they laid flowers at the cemetery. In a tweet, the embassy writes that Alexei Navalny remains a shining example of what Russia could and should be and calls his death a, quote, tragic reminder of the length the Kremlin will go to silence its critics. In a live stream YouTube video, supporters of Navalny say that music from Terminator 2 played as Navalny's coffin was lowered into the ground. They also showed scenes of the crowds outside the church in Moscow chanting Navalny's name. He was a fierce critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin, and his supporters blamed Putin for Navalny's death in an Arctic penal colony. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. The former Air National Guardsman charged with leaking secret Pentagon documents is expected to plead guilty. Jack Teixeira was arrested last year after allegedly posting classified military material online. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports. Teixeira was indicted in June by a grand jury in Boston on six counts of willful retention and transmission of classified information. The 22-year-old is accused of sharing a trove of secret U.S. government national security documents, including about the war in Ukraine, on the popular social media platform Discord. He initially pleaded not guilty to the charges, but now prosecutors have filed a motion in federal court in Boston asking for a change of plea hearing indicating that some sort of plea agreement has been reached. No details on it were immediately available, but the judge overseeing the case has agreed to the hearing and scheduled it for Monday. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. Kentucky's governor says he would sign into law bills that protect in vitro fertilization. From member station WUKY, Karen Zarr has more. When asked about the Alabama Supreme Court's ruling on in vitro fertilization treatments, Governor Andy Beshear called it, quote, horrendous and said many of his friends have expanded their families using IVF. Beshear says he supports any action to safeguard the procedure. We have so many wonderful people in our world, children of God, because of those scientific advancements. So I would support anything that we would need to further protect that access in Kentucky. Since the Alabama ruling, a bill has been filed to shield fertility providers in Kentucky from criminal liability. For NPR News, I'm Karen Czar in Lexington. Texas officials say the wildfire burning in the state's panhandle has scorched nearly 1,700 square miles. The Smokehouse Creek fires killed two people and crossed into Oklahoma. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. Weather forecasters are telling people in eastern California to hunker down where they are for safety. A significant blizzard is arriving, and it could bring as much as 10 feet of snow by the end of the weekend to the Lake Tahoe area. Wind gusts could reach hurricane strength. There are more blizzard warnings posted for eastern Nevada. State lawmakers in Oregon have taken a big step toward recriminalizing the use of street drugs. The measure could go to the state Senate later today. NPR's Brian Mann reports it would roll back one of the biggest reforms to drug policy in U.S. history. 
Since the 1970s, U.S. addiction policy has focused mostly on policing and arrests. Hundreds of thousands of people who use street drugs have been locked up. In 2020, Oregon voters approved a ballot measure that decriminalized personal use amounts of drugs, shifting the focus to health care and treatment. But those reforms came just as the COVID pandemic was hitting, along with the fentanyl and housing crises. Oregon saw more street drug use and more overdoses, and these reforms, known as Measure 110, have faced a major public backlash. Now Democrats and Republicans Republicans in Oregon appear on track to make drug use a crime again. Supporters say the threat of punishment will pressure more people to get treatment. Critics say it's a return to drug war era policies that haven't worked. Brian Mann, NPR News. A former U.S. ambassador says he will plead guilty to charges of spying for Cuba. Victor Manuel Roca is expected to admit he worked as an illegal foreign agent during the two decades that he served as a U.S. diplomat. Roca could receive a 15-year prison term in exchange for his plea deal. He was arrested last year after he met with an undercover FBI agent. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR.